Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, everybody. Nice work downloading today's podcast. Oh, we've got a card. We haven't had a card for a while. Card is up. The card is up. All right. Those who are new to the podcast, uh, Abby's got a hundred timeless questions um, of cards and we every so often rip them out. And, uh, well, you, you put that one back. What is your dream job? Oh, kind yeah. of, like, I, I think question. everyone sort of knows that one, so yeah. I'm just going to do this one. This. Uh, sure. Uh, what would you do tomorrow if you knew you wouldn't fail? Enter the lotto. Okay. Mm. I think it's more, it's supposed to be like ambitions and dreams. So, you know, that ambition that you've always had mm. that you kind of go that you haven't done because you're fearful. So mine would be, I would love to be like a property developer. Mm. Oh God, I'd love to do that and build like big, beautiful houses. You still, you still answered the first card there. I know, but that's what it is. It's <laughs> ambitions and dreams. Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. There's a lot of repeat questions, but just worded a mm. different thing. I would so do, what, do my live gig. Yeah, see, there you go. Mm. And that's kind of your dream job. Like, mm. be a singer would be amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And you are going to be doing it in January the Have a bigger date yet, mate. Calm down. At Bowls. What would be, you? what would you do tomorrow if you knew you wouldn't fail? Run for President of the United States. Oh, that's not, a good one. Why wouldn't you do it in Australia? I don't think that'd be fun, though, would it? I mean, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. You love yeah. American politics, don't you? Yeah, I used to love watch ha- watching House of Cards. Oh, see, I, you can, like that? I can watch it. I've got to turn it off. Mm. Nah, I'm like, I wouldn't do that. What about would... the West Wing? Did you watch the West Wing? No. Oh, you would love the West Wing. No, I didn't watch you that. You should watch it. I would actually uh, try out for an NRL team. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what I would do. You could be uh, the captain of the Dolphins. Yes, that's what I would go and have. I, mm. I would go to mm. Wayne Bennett yes. and I would say, <laughs> make me halfback. Mm. <laughs> He'd be like, okay. you got the job, you bro. You got the job. You got the job. Mm. And then you could so, go and, you know, run a mark, yeah. get in trouble. You could ask for a raise here if you yeah. knew you weren't going to fail. Or... But then, see, I wouldn't do that because that's the same as, like, you win the lotto. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. It would be money. I think it's about, like, something that, you know, you, yeah. you dream. Mm. Yeah, there'd be oh, there'd be so many things. I, I wouldn't do the um the president one. That would be that. You're right. That wouldn't be fun. Do you no. see Aaron Mullins going into politics? Really? Mm. Her dad's a politician. Yes. So maybe yes. His former army. I think yeah. he is, and then a politician. But she was saying that they she was actually asked to represent like in for the Liberal Party in her where she grew up, but she said in not Canberra. yet. I don't know. No, no, no. In Sydney, I think. Oh, because she lives in Sydney now, but she's from Canberra. Mm. Canberra. Uh, I think she's originally from overseas, actually. Papua New Guinea, I think. Aren't we all? Mm. <laughs> Not Papua New Guinea, <laughs> but, no, but from overseas. It, yeah, well, her dad travelled so much. Mm. But then, um, yeah, so she said she's not going to run yet, but right. she will eventually. Mm. Would you yeah. vote for her? She's not in my area, right. but I think the, what she did amazing for the, the trolling laws... Mm. Um, if she can get that through, mm-hmm. I think then, yeah, I probably would. Mm. I don't actually think I would like politics. No. You know, the idea of it, you'd think, you know, you'd go in there thinking you were going to be able to make change and do good things and then you realise all you're doing is fighting to keep yourself in a seat. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Really, you don't really end up achieving anything, do, do you? Do you know what annoys me, though, with, like, politics, though? You you stuff up, you're still part of it. Mm. Like, I'm amazed at so many of those, uh, the politicians, not mentioning names because people like to sue, mm. uh, but they, they get stood down from, you know, whatever position they have and it's all like, oh, I've stood down. But then they're still getting paid. Mm. They're still in parliament. 
Well, that's what's hard is you got to remember if you kick someone out, you might lose your majority. Of course, of course. And that's, so, and that's what I'm saying. Like there's yeah. no credibility to that. It's like, oh, they've done wrong. You know, we don't condone what they've done, but we're still going to keep them around. And they're still getting paid four times what the average Australian would get paid to make the laws that they haven't been able to follow. Maybe they've always got that Shit. card on them. I want to go into politics and give them a big lecture. No, maybe I don't. Maybe I just want to but go. But then you become one them. of them. That's the thing. I don't think I would. I think I'm too old for that. I haven't been in politics. I think you'd have a different take on it. I think a lot of the people um, have grown up taking that path. But when you come from someone who's been watching it a bit more, I think you would Mm. take a different take. See, that's what I reckon is the issue with politics is you would go in with that great attitude Mm -mm. and that is an amazing attitude. But then once you get in there and you realise the politics is actually just between the people in the party and Mm. them keeping themselves in. Well, I like to think I would be able to still keep my morals. Yeah. But obviously I wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to. No, no, no. I'll give you a week. But that's what the thing is with politics. It's not you. It's the people around you. Yeah, but then why wouldn't... the system. Well, then I still would fight for the system. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is they wouldn't put you up as a candidate. Like if you weren't... I think people... I'd be an independent then. Yeah, as an independent then. But yeah, but you think in politics you're in the party because you've everyone's buddy-buddy with each other. So mm. then they're like, yeah, we'll nominate that person because when they get in they'll do that. Da, 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 oh, da. yeah, but I can do that. I can do fake buddy-buddy like you wouldn't believe. You're doing it for a long time now. Yeah, and then bam! <laughs> <laughs> Morals! That's what that is. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Hey, uh, big show today. Let's get into it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Parents, I need your help. Give it to me, all right? I want to know what instrument should my son not play. If your child plays an instrument, because next year he's going to a school and it is compulsory in year five to do an instrument, which I think is great. Force them until they like it. I love that. Is it just for the year or they have to do an instrument their entire schooling life? Not the entire schooling, but you hope that they would like it so much that they want to continue. Mm. Yeah, but they've given you a list and on Sunday he needs to go and pick which one he wants to play. And I know I have my favourite on there. Piano accordion. (laughs) Piano doesn't seem to be on it. But there's violin, viola, cello, double bass, flute, clarinet, saxophone, oboe, bassoon. Mm -hmm. Bassoon? Cat played the bassoon, my wife. Did she? Is that the big one? It's the long, big one with the little hooky... <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, trumpet, that's fitter. <laughs> French horn, um, euphonian. Oh, it's like a mini tuba. tuba. And there's tuba on the list as well. Mm. But I just want to know if your child plays an instrument, maybe you can say this one is great to do. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking the uh, viola, viola, because it's smaller. Uh-huh. Is that what? Is it just? Is that just a tiny violin? A viola? Well, it's not tiny, but slightly smaller, isn't it? Uh, I'm having a look now. Oh, I don't know. See, I always think double bass is cool because but, you're like yeah. that but then guy you've got to carry from the, it on the bus. Little, little yeah, but you look like that guy from The Living End, and if you get in a band, you get to stand on it and be like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> See, I was thinking the saxophone because I love the sound of the saxophone. Saxophone. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that uh, Lisa. Lisa Simpson plays. Yes, and when you're older. It, it can be cool. It, it can mm. be cool, like you know, you've, you're like jazz. Jazz is cool. And you can play the, the theme from Young and the Restless. <laughs> or do I just go, hey, you can do percussion and play drums? Because I'm trying to avoid that. Because drums are noisy. Drums are loud. Yes. Also, and I would just, yeah, I don't know about neighbours. Like, do you have to go? You can I- get electric kits, mm. which are helpful. Um, I play drums. 
And let me tell you, when you get your drumsticks and you start to play drums at school, you think, yeah, I'm going to be Tommy Lee on that yeah. kit, mm. and all the girls yeah. are going to be like, woo! Yeah, it's and a gateway then, to drugs. Then you uh, <laughs> find yourself in front of the whole school playing the triangle during Advanced Australia Fair. It's important. Ding! <laughs> Never heard that triangle Ding. solo. Mm-hmm. How and, interesting. And then you graduate to the cymbals. <laughs> It's a, it's a long road to the kit. Well, maybe he wants to do that. I just want advice on which one I should steer him towards or steer completely against. Violin sounds horrible until you get it. Sounds like someone's See, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you, mm. any of them, once you've become so good, sound mm. amazing. Because mm. Andy Lee, who we spoke to, he's really good on the, the trumpet. trumpet. Mm. And normally when you hear the trumpet, you go, no, but he's mm. fantastic in mm. it. It's Timmy Trumpet. He's touring the world with the Stafford Brothers. Mm. Oh, I've just got a text from my friend. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I think the viola... The uh, a viola is bigger. Bigger than a violin. Yeah. Mm. Right. There the you same go. way, but slightly deeper. Oh, I'm really out of my field here. <laughs> what about the flute? Yeah, the flute's good. I played the flute. You played the flute. Played but the flute. I was so bad that they just asked me to pretend to play the flute in band because it was compulsory. So I had to <laughs> just mind. learn the breathing yeah. and just pretend to blow in it. And then I went away in band camp playing the flute. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, that's uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. Well, clarinet was always quite popular, I remember at school. Oh, yeah. Is that in the list? Yeah, that's in the list. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's what's easier to carry. Air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and it's you cheap. know what? You can get yourself the top, top of the range, the top air guitar from the get go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. one would you pick on the list? Your musical? Uh, give me it again. Oh. I would pr- maybe. <laughs> she just went through sixty-eight different ones. You can't. Violin, viola, cello, double bass, flute, clarinet, saxophone, oboe, bassoon, trumpet, French horn, tuba. Probably saxophone. Yes. Because I like that. Um, Eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some cool songs you can play on them. You'd wear a funny little hat when you played it, too. 100%. Wouldn't you? 100%. Hey? Little hat guy. Yeah. Wink at girls. Yeah. Okay. Clean out my spit valve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the spit <laughs> <laughs> The one that Harold on Neighbours. You know, remember Harold on Neighbours? He played the tuba. Yeah. Was that the one you have to sit down for? That's the one that actually goes over your body. Don't let him play that. You're, you're almost well, inside it's it. It's going to be up to him what he picks. Then you can only play, like, Oompa Doompa music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you just ask, you know, you're asking parents <laughs> to tell you what not <laughs> to play. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am. I am. That's okay. my I want to hear what I should get him to definitely not play. Go, oh, sorry, that doesn't suit him. Alex in the Gabba. Hi. What are you, Hi, what are you, you saying, Abby? Do not do it. Um, all of them. <laughs> because when, when kids are learning, um, so a violin, it's going to be squeaky. A trumpet, it's going to be squeaky. Um, you'll want to throw them out the window. So the good thing is I'm a drummer and my brother's a better drummer. And... With an electric kit, you can plug in headphones. Yeah. The other thing is with an acoustic kit, you can have silences. Yeah. And also with um, percussion, you can learn a lot more things like symphony drums, glockenspiel, triangle, like Maddie said. Yeah, xylophone um, would be in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm. So um, it carries over later to life um, because glockenspiel is like the piano. Okay. So you pick up piano quicker. Mm. Oh, there um, you go. Mm. Plus, Alex, yeah. if you've got a table and some fingers, you've got a drum kit, really, because you can just tap anywhere oh. you want. Back of the headrest of a car. Like. <laughs> yeah, you're just jamming all day long as a drummer. <laughs> Ella and West End, what musical instrument should I avoid with my kids learning? Well, I played every instrument under the sun for, like, 
years and I hated all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I was really good for some reason. I don't know why. But then I started playing the percussion and the drums and my parents loved it because I was terrible, but they couldn't let me bring the drums home. So I never had to deal with the noise. Oh, that is good, Ella. Mm. I never thought about that. Looking like percussion. Uh, yeah. yeah I, before I was thinking violin. Yeah. I was really good at everything that I played except for the drums but they wouldn't let me bring it home, and my parents were so grateful. <laughs> yeah, see, so if you never buy a kit... Yeah, I never thought about that. Sorry, we can't have it at home. Yeah, Suzanne in Bold Hills, what's the instrument we should avoid? Avoid the violin. Whatever you do, avoid the violin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's caught up and said that. I didn't know it was the most hated instrument. Is it just why you're yeah. learning it? It just sounds so bad? No, even when they go up into the senior years, it still sounds like a bunch of sick cats, <laughs> and you have to listen to it. <laughs> even when they're good. Oh, bagpipes. Oh, I love the bagpipes, but the violin, yeah. I handed my sons over to my brother's daughter. I hated it that much. Ah, <laughs> so you punished him. And I wanted to share the joy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So there, I think they're saying 90% of people have said violin like Suzanne. Avoid that. Interesting. Avoid that. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Andy Lee is a man that doesn't need an introduction, but we'll give him one anyway. Andy Lee, the man, he's on with the 100 uh, with Andy Lee tonight, 7.30 on Channel 9. Hey, buddy. Hey, team. How are you? Is this the last week for you guys? Second. <clears throat> Second last. Yeah, no, we no, don't... Not forever. I'm sure you'll be back. But <laughs> I, I, if that wasn't me announcing that you've been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when, okay, when it happens, I want you to be the messenger, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're not like you. We're not celebrating Christmas, what, in uh, November? Isn't this Christmas edition? It's too early, isn't it? <laughs> Is it too early? Nah. I, I don't know. I th- I've always been a December 1 man. Mm-hmm. Um, Channel 9 did tell me that it was going on a little later in the year, but um, I've been elevated up the order. Uh, I, I don't know what happened, but uh, I was worried that I was going to be accused of having a Christmas special too early. Thankfully, Hamish went with his two days earlier, so <laughs> I can say it's his fault. <laughs> um, mate, we, we've got our Christmas decorations up in here already. My, my wife and I, oh, we, put, we put our Christmas decorations up at home on the 1st of November. Wow. Okay. No, I'm in the clear then. Yeah, we also fun. asked tonight how many people in Australia have completed all their Christmas shopping by the end of October. Mm. And it was surprising. What would you guess, Pete? Oh, I'm actually going with, I reckon, I reckon 50% or 60% might have said yes. 50%? No, I thought it was high at 26. Who's that organised? <laughs> Abby, you, you're done. Abby is. Yeah. Because yeah. I like online you're shopping. Done. Yeah, because well, I, don't, I don't really go into shops anymore, so I do all my like, online shopping. But the problem is I've bought them all from the same location. But rather than sending one parcel, if they've got it in stock, they send them all separate. Mm. So my husband is annoyed that we keep getting parcels every day, and he's made friends with the... Uh, Postman. Yeah, they do this joke like, don't ever come to our house again. He's like, okay, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another question for you. How many of you guys leave a present out for the Garbo? Mm. Oh, I <laughs> don't. Is, is this like, do we donate to charity? No, I, I never have. No, it's not charity. How dare you? <laughs> well, do you ever leave one out? I leave a flavour of beer out for the Garbo. Do you? No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, year. It's empty. Oh, we'll... It's recycling. <laughs> <laughs> we 16% of Australians leave a present for the Garbo. Oh, okay. wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. really on a... I'm well, they're getting enough, enough then. Well, I thought and, that... and we, we talked to one of them who 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 explicitly said, "Please don't 
don't leave any more beer. The truck fills up really quickly with it. <laughs> Do you and Hamish buy each other presents? Because you've been friends for so long. Oh, no, God, no. Um, Hamish still keeps telling me every time I see him, and we see each other regularly, oh, mate, that your, um, your uh, 40th birthday present, it's still coming. It's still coming. <laughs> I was like, hey, I know you haven't thought of what to get me. I know you haven't purchased anything. So the idea that you tell me it's still coming, which you did on the day, <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> my, my birthday was in May, by the way. It's still, it still, it, it doesn't really hold in water anymore. I mean, to, to be fair, this year he got you a skydive. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't paid by, by Tourism Australia at all. And it was nice that it came out of the goodness of Hamish the Park. Here's a question for you, Andy. Have you already got your wife a present for Christmas? Don't have a wife. <laughs> you don't have to lower your voice and do it. Look, we are we are one of the people, like the same of everyone in Australia, that zoomed in of the photo of your beautiful girlfriend, uh, Rebecca, because in one of the photos, she was posting a uh, like a, a facial thing, one of those LED masks Masks. that you put in. In the background, there's a photo of a wedding and everyone's presumed that it's you guys. Yeah, no, I was pretty annoyed by that because it's my uh, sister's wedding, which I got a photo of her wedding with my brother-in-law. And my brother-in-law's a pipsqueak (laughs) and he's got wears glasses. He's about two two foot shorter than me. And I'm like, people think that's me. This is no good. Um, Thanks for I can say all that because he's one of my best friends. My sister married one of my best mates, which um, it was always very weird when uh, we'd been mates since we were 12. And one day I came around to my parents' house and he was there and she wasn't. And I was like, what's going on? He said, oh, I've been, I'm dating your sister. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just waiting for her. I'm like, right, okay, good stuff. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's also nice that you have a photo of their wedding day up in your house. Oh, it was a beautiful day. My sister looked beautiful. She wore my mum's wedding dress. From back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it's one of my favourite pictures. Oh, lovely. Is Beck going to wear your mum's dress as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, she can for dress-ups. <laughs> Halloween, I can see. <laughs> oh, how over getting asked that question are you by now? Like, is it... Uh, by Beck, mainly. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> my, parents, my parents are close second. Uh, no, no we'll, 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 we'll do it one day. Yeah, yeah. Romantic. <laughs> no, well, I, I, this is the thing, Andy, is that I think we all need to stop bringing it up because it's like that whole thing for any guy. When people keep bringing it up, I reckon it pushes it. You haven't got that date further. to be a proposed. But yeah. everybody does. Everyone gets oh, annoyed. No, I mean, it, it'd be a nice excuse. But for me to go to Beck, she said, why haven't you yet? And I go, oh, because... Matt Stabbing Abby keep bringing it up. Yeah, yeah you I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you I can. It really puts a lot of pressure on you guys. <laughs> it's a bit immature to go, I push it back six weeks because everyone's arguing or nagging about it. Mm. Yeah, no, it's I don't been think so. how many years has it been now, Andy? Uh, seven. Seven blissful, wonderful ones. Yeah, see? <laughs> Would have been less if we hadn't kept on asking. I get it, Andy. I know what you're saying, <laughs> that, mate. That includes lockdown, which is just incredible. Mm, yeah. uh, well, so, mate, the, the 100 with Andy Lee, the Christmas episode, it's airing tonight, 7.30, uh, Channel mm. 9. You can also catch up at 9 now. Always fun to chat to you, mate. Uh, Merry, you guys. Merry Christmas. Knows, tonight in the show, I might even propose. Hey. Like that uh, what a special. Yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you need advice with something you're dealing with, you can send an email. I can't get through to all the DMs at the moment. So uh, send an email, dearabby at b105.com.au. 
And this lady really needs some help. She's written, Dear Abby, I'm not proud of our son's actions. He hasn't been a good husband and had feelings for a work colleague. And as a result, his wife and him have separated. He is, however, our son, and obviously we love him so dearly, even if we don't condone the way he has gone about things. Mm. He's a wonderful father to his two young children, and we have been heavily involved with the children, and I have had them two days a week, or rather, I did. I feel like my husband and I are being punished, and uh, since it ever happened, I have not babysit, and I feel dead inside, missing my two sidekicks. I have gone over to see them uh, when I'm allowed, but I get an ear bashing about how terrible my son is from my daughter-in-law, and all of this is in front of the children, Mm. and I feel so uncomfortable. I really want to tell my daughter-in-law that we do love her too, and I'm sorry that she's hurt, but I still love my son, and I can't listen to it constantly. It has been three months, and it's getting worse, not better. But if I get her offside, and if I have a chat to her about it, I risk not seeing my grandchildren. Please help. How do I stay on my daughter-in-law's good side when my son has done the wrong thing? Oh, that's so hard. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Because I think you could sit there and say, hey, have an honest chat with your daughter-in-law, tell her that you're not going to stand for it. But I don't think you can. Mm -hmm. Because, like she said, I guess her daughter-in-law has the right to say, I'm sorry, I don't want you to see the children. Mm -hmm. Has the right to. I'm not saying it's fair or right because that is is not. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she's dealing with her so, so much pain. I think it's just she's blaming. Yeah. Her, you know, her in-laws as well for what's happened. Can the grandparents apply for visiting rights and stuff? Do you know? I don't know about that. That's what's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Because you know that you know that if they go through a court order, mm. then the father and mother will obviously see the children. But I don't know about grandparents. And thirteen ten sixty, if you've been in this situation and you got any advice, and maybe like Stav said, can you get a court order? Mm. Because I know my mum always says that she um, is so close to me, and she's got two sons. But she will always say that she'll tread lightly, lightly with her daughter-in-laws because she doesn't want to offend them. Mm. With me, she'd be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, blood is thicker than water, isn't it? And that's what I always get scared of. I've got three sons. Do I need to tiptoe around so that I don't offend mm. my daughter-in-laws? Mm. There that's will why be hopefully that. I'll have... <laughs> I have other sons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, see, I reckon they'll get bitchier. When yeah, they, you know, like yeah. you think it's yeah. going to be easier, but it ain't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This one sounds like it might also just be a time thing. You but know, like she's still so hurt by what he's and done. And I don't blame her being bitter. You could all mm. say that yeah. you're not going to, but obviously she's still deeply in love, and I'm presuming this this. Her son has had an affair, I'm mm. presuming. But the grandparents haven't done anything wrong, except for birth him. Yeah. Well, see, I w- if I was a daughter-in-law, I wouldn't want to mess it up because you got the babysitters two days a week. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sky, you're on the air. Got any advice for this poor lady? Um, yeah, so basically I'm kind of going through the same thing with my ex-husband's mother-in-law. And I think she just read that letter to her. <laughs> They made me almost cry on the phone, oh. um, on the radio. I was like, oh, my God, if my grandchildren's Mother reached out to me. Uh, mother, my my kids. Kids' <laughs> grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. If she reached out to me and she actually showed that she cared that much, all you want for your kids is for them to be loved by people. Mm. And they clearly, clearly do love her. So, you know, she clearly loves them to bits and she knows her son has done the wrong thing. So she just needs to tell her that and be like, look, I know your son, my son was an idiot, but I love you and I love those kids. <laughs> That's a good point. Were you a little bit resentful to your ex's family? Um, I have never been resentful towards them. Um, they have been resentful towards me, but I've always been about the kids. So yeah. it's kind of just like, if you want to see them, you see them. Like, whatever. I don't want them growing up like I did without grandparents. Yeah, okay. 
Good point. Uh, Ash, you're on. What do you think? Uh, what I think is that the kids should be um, made a priority and um, not not a second secondary thing. Like they're they're a lifetime commitment. They're not a like a holiday destination they you go to once in a while. Yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What they what they should be doing is um, sitting everyone down at the neutral place and saying putting everything on the line and saying right, this is about the kids. If you don't like that, then you don't no longer have a place in the kid's life. I can think what's hard is probably for this lady who sent the letter in, you know, she's also mourning the fact of that family breakup. She saw her son married to that girl with the family, having all of those people over at Christmas, all being together at birthdays. I think it's the guilt that she's getting at the moment because it's so much rather than, I guess, yelling at the the ex. Mm. She seems to be the representation for her son and he's getting it all. But yeah, maybe take him over every time she goes to pick up the kids. <laughs> yeah, not me. Here, give him a tongue lashing. Yeah. I'm going to take the kids to the park. Uh, Rick in Cleveland, what's your advice for this lady? Yeah, g'day guys, how are you going? Good man. Turn your radio down there, buddy, so we can hear oh, you a bit clearer. Sorry, mate. Turn that off. Good on your legend. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, look, it's we, we actually support a lot of grandparents and extended family members who. To essentially get alienated from the from the kids or the grandchildren when mum and dad split. Mm. Um, so you're in an organisation who does that, yeah? We are, mate. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, the lovely lady I spoke to prior to you guys actually said I could mention it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, th- and thank you for that. It's um, Dads Against Discrimination Support, um, and we support parents, uh, families, as I said, extended families going through family court, Domestic violence proceedings, um, and and not seeing the kids, which you know, which is massive with Men's Mental Health Week, uh, International Men's Day, and, and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it all goes hand in hand. Well, it's, everything's linked. It's so true. And Rick, you, everyone in an ideal world, you know, and as previous people said, it's it's the kids first. But when so many people are bitter and hurt, and using them as a commodity to get back at you know yeah. their ex, and like you said, it affects so many uh, women as well, but a lot of lot of men who have been kept away from their children. The same as what you said with these grandparents, mm. they've they've got that same feeling. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, you know, for example, that poor lady, you know, has her had her grandchildren two days a week. I know grandparents that raised children mum and dad worked and the kids are 10 years old and they had them five days a week mm. you know picked them up from school did the dinners and then all of a sudden they're white mm. in a blink of an eye and yes there is legislation and there's you know grandparents can go to court but ha- there's not many grandparents that can afford you know fifty thousand and upwards mm. To go to a trial in the family courts to fight to see their grandkids you know and they're normally supporting normally Grandparents, I know that, that, that remortgage their home when they should be retiring and enjoying their life. They're selling caravans, they're selling homes to support sons to fight in family court just to be in their children's lives. Yeah. And Rick, I hope a lot of people that have uh, kept their children from seeing the grandparents or the other other parent hear that as well. Mm. Rick and. And see if they can fight through their own feelings. Good on you, Legend. Uh, appreciate you calling. Thank you to everyone who did uh, call this morning as well. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Do your man, do your man, do your man, do the voice of your man. I mean the voice of your man. I uploaded my wife on TikTok and I want to hear uh, from you as well, ladies. Impersonating your man, your husband, 
um, your boyfriend. And in fact, you know what? I think girls even impersonate their brothers. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like whenever. Out of respect, I never do my dad, though. Okay. Mm. That's lovely. Oh, you don't. No. No. Esther doesn't do her dad either. Of course you don't. You don't do your dad. Your mum does it for you. We respect him too much, but we do do our husband. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, she'll be right. Cat did it in our show. She'll be right. This is Esther's voice for me. Where are my keys? I put them on the bench in the same spot every single day. It's cool, I've got them now. Thanks for nothing. Way too Although low. It's way too low, isn't way it? Way too low. It's like, if she needs to impersonate you, it's like, I got my keys. <laughs> and then, no, I've got them now. Thanks for your help. Well, this is, what I'm, this is what I want to prove, is that when women impersonate men, they mm. don't actually impersonate the person. Mm. There is one generic... Yep. One size fits all voice for all men. Mm-hmm. Women are impersonating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart. <laughs> I mean, I would never impersonate my wife. Wouch. I would I would never impersonate my wife. No, because you wouldn't I. be able to get that beautiful, <laughs> smooth, <laughs> sultry, <laughs> sultry voice. Mm. Yeah. All right, women, I want to hear from you, please, ladies. 13, 10, 60. I want to hear... How you impersonate your partners, and you will do it. Yeah, and give him the saying that he always says. That's why yeah. I always say to my husband, always go, she'll be right. Mm. She'll be right. She'll be right. right. Sally from Mount Cotton. You're going to do something that people say that you, you shouldn't do, and that's you're going to actually do your dad. Yeah, it's a running joke in my family. Um, a story that my mum repeated to us years ago, even my kids say it now. So um, whenever we hear a curly, we always say, do you hear that, Wayne? And he and it's yeah, it's a curly. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's something he says all the time, is it? Yes, yes, and he and he does talk like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, there you go, Lauren and Ipswich. Uh, very keen to hear this. Please impersonate your husband for us. He he always goes, Lauren. How many times have I told you to not let the tyres get so flat that the rims touch the ground? <laughs> Blow them up. Good advice. Now, <laughs> Ellie. Ellie and Warner. Yep. Let's How hear you going? which man are you going to impre- impersonate? My husband. If I am reacting what he's listening to me. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've got a bad line. Stand, stand, oh, stand to the left. Left a little bit. Is yep. that better? Yeah. Now spin around. <laughs> <laughs> On one foot? Yeah. yeah one there foot. Mm-hmm. And you're perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Um, my husband always tells me, I don't sound like your brother when I'm <laughs> impersonating him because apparently the voice sounds exactly the same regardless of who I'm doing. Yeah. It's the man voice. Mm. The man yeah. voice. It is the man voice. Mm. Beck and Zilmier, what does your husband sound like? My husband doesn't like it when I annoy him. And all I get is, cut it out, that's enough now, just stop. Always <laughs> 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 sounds so stupid. <laughs> oh, do you sound stupid, He's put dude? on a voice for it. Like, he'll put it on. Like, he'll talk normal, then go, oh, that's enough. And it's like, whatever. <laughs> that's his stern voice, Beck. <laughs> that's his stern voice. He's getting up you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Queensland will become the Funshine State when Carnival Spirit arrives in 2022. Carnival Cruise Line. Choose fun. Stav, Abby and Matt's underwater show. Under the sea. Ah, the ocean. Stav, Abby and Matty. Live from the Great Barrier Reef. Cuckoo, cuckoo, they find their way back to the big old blue.
It is a word first because no one's been silly enough to want to do a radio show from under the sea. And we're so lucky that the Great Barrier Reef is so close. So mm-hmm. we're going to do our whole show from there. We say a world first because people have done it in a pool before. Ha <laughs> ha. Pools. That's funny with fake fish. They well, weren't the, the fish are real. Yeah, but they were tamed. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going to wild fish. Yes. You know? yes. Very different. Rabid fish. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've just been so nervous about it. I've actually had like full panic attacks about it because I don't like going under the water. I never put my head under the water. So I went to hypnosis, which was a first, a clinical hypnosis. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I don't know if it's worked because I was panicked about it. I don't think I'm panicked about it, but I don't have any feeling towards it. That's fine. Yeah, but I had another session and I thought, well, why waste it on that if he's so good? So I just talked about other issues I have. (laughs) Why why waste the session on the uh, death-defying fear thing? Death-defying now. Well, that's that's your thoughts. Your thoughts on it are that it's going to kill you, that you're heading straight into next week. Well, I said to him that I I have to do it anyway. Right. Like, we're going to do it anyway. You don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Mm. So why don't I do like other stuff that I have a choice in? You know, get rid of that fear. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you get hypnotized over then? Uh, so, well, it's, it's a bit serious, but I had a lot of eating disorders starting from when I was four. Yeah, yeah, that stemmed from my mum having issues. We had a lot of food like locked up and stuff like that. So although I've gone to so many counselling about it for over years, we went back to that little childhood because I was such like would go to parties and I just eat so much and binge. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And then throw up and just be so sick. So I just wanted to sort of comfort her and say that it was okay because I've got over my eating disorders, but I didn't... So I thought that was more interesting. So then I don't know if I'm scared or not. Well, Did I waste the session? No, well, you, you helped yourself. You're going to go, aren't you? I think so, yeah. yeah. Because he was saying that it's not even like you go there for a specific uh, like event. Mm. It's more that if something happened to you, mm. the event's not terrible, although it is, but mm. you associate the emotion with it. So the emotion still stays. So yeah. if you can get rid of that emotion then you're not fearful about whatever circumstances it was. Hmm. Would you do it? Um, I wouldn't not do it. Like if I had <laughs> if I had a reason to go and I, you know, you you've tr- if you've tried everything, I, I don't see the the harm in giving it a go. Mm. Mm. Um, well, we're going to find out today anyway because we're going under the water today. Yeah, so we're going to do a control test today. A control test? Yes. We'll be in a pool. (laughs) As opposed to under the sea where it's not going to be controlled. Well, there's too many. There's so many things we can't control. I don't like the idea of scuba diving. Well, lucky you. Is that what we're going scuba (laughs) diving? Yeah, yeah, we've got scuba (laughs) I don't like the idea of that. that. Yeah. It'll be fun. I don't want to wear a weight belt. You have to. I don't know whether today you have to, do you? Can't you hold my hand? (laughs) No, I'm serious. If you wear a weight belt and then you hold my hand, because then I can just like tap out. And, un- and I just let you go and you bloop, 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 yeah. to the top. I don't know yeah. if I'd have to ask the gentleman. I think you would still, if you're side by side, you would still float upwards, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, if you went right down to the pool and you were holding my hands, <laughs> I would go down. And then when I want, I'll just like squeeze your hands, like bugger off, and then I can go up. And let you go. Yeah, let's just try that. For I'm not, I don't really know how it works. See, I used to, as a kid, did you? Oh, you probably wouldn't have because you were scared of it. Like, remember, you take a deep breath, swim to the bottom of the pool, mm. let all of your air out so you had no air to make you float, and then mm. you could like lay your back on the on the floor of the pool. Mm. It was the only way to to sink down. Did you? Have, did you? Do oh, that? hundred all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great fun. And you come up, you. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, nothing gives me no. Never done that. Although I don't think I'm scared of that. See, now. look, before you'd been like a cold sweat. You would have been like tearing up. You'd have been mm. freaking out. I think I'm okay now. It's just about getting my hair wet. 
Well, that's that's a step forward. <laughs> yeah, we can't help that. No, we could put a cap on. I oh, know. I'm just uh, now. I just know someone of you know when you'd always get a mum in a pool and she'd just do breaststroke mm. and she'd be like, "Don't splash, don't my hair. I don't want to get it wet." And your makeup. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. We have a face mask on, so you might be right for that. These we are all that. questions we have. Uh, all right, we'll test it out. Has the one session of hypnosis worked? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have the full results for you tomorrow here at B105. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Had my family over on uh, Sunday for um, Rory's birthday. Yes, I made a fantastic platter. And uh, um, <laughs> When do you not? Uh, I know. That's the great question. And something occurred uh, in just a general conversation where my sister had believed something for at least 20 years and it turns out to be entirely false and that my, you're her real brother <laughs> and my fault no if you see us together but people sometimes think we're twins um because i don't know how they came up but we were talking about um ops overall position scores and yes. that's the score you get when you finish high school yeah it's um, an atar now but that was the the old metric it's changed yeah. so it's matching the rest of australia yeah I yeah. Think. yeah yeah and um my <laughs> my sister was overseas when the results came out and she called me up and she said, what OP did I get? And I said, Seinfeld's on, can you call back? And hung up on it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's quite, ag- like, she's a maths teacher now. She's quite academic. She's a lot yeah. smarter than you are. A lot smarter yeah, than me. And she's one of those annoying people, though, too, where she wagged. She didn't go to a lot of classes, even know. in uni. She didn't, and then she still passed with flying colours. Of course, Stab going to every single class, trying Struggling, struggling to get a 12 and end up getting a 13. I was devastated. Uh, um, but that, you know, look at where I am today. Uh, and um, <laughs> if only you'd gotten that 12. I know, I would have been a chef. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Sharon goes, well, because, you know, um, I got a 10, didn't I? And um, we were like, what? She's like, yeah, when I, when I called back, um, because it was at, just back in the day, I was at a pay phone. I had to go back to my apartment, get more <laughs> money out because we were, was overseas, come back and call you after Seinfeld had finished with the time difference and everything. Because they would post them to your house. Now you log mm. on to get it, but yeah, yeah you always get, would get posted a, yeah. a certificate and yeah. to open it. And I don't remember this part of it, but I don't know um, if I did this on purpose or if I just didn't care enough to actually go and get the mail because I said that she got a 10. And at lunch, she was like, because I got an OP of 10. I was like, no, you didn't. You got a three, <laughs> which is a quite significant difference. Oh, well, my God, Steph. One, oh, my God. One is the so, best. One is the best. So you're saying that your, do- your your sister could have been a doctor or she could have got into so many more things, but she well, believes sure she, she got a 10. I'm sure if she applied for it, they would have checked. But she wouldn't have applied because you. So when you get your test results, I know, results, right? What an idiot! You see what you have, and then you apply to the uni that you can as a result of it. Mm. So did she go to do teaching? Is what she studied at uni straight away? No, um, I think she did science. Not, not, the, not the classic Bachelor of Arts, the old Bridger. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she, you, you, you have completely changed her life for the better. She For loves the worse, her job. You, <laughs> she could have done anything. <laughs> Well, you know what she should have done? She should have got her own mail. So did you never give her the letter? No. no. Where is it? I don't know where the letter is. I was a a young kid, footloose and fancy free, watching my sign. Why did you say 10? Because I'm young. It's not, you know why? Because 10's not bad. Yeah. And it's not like, hey, two, and then she thinks she's going to be a surgeon. Like, Mm. 10 is, you're happy with 10. 
Ten's like a non-disappointment. Oh, I, don't, I don't think she was happy for a ten. Oh, she, she was, she was hoping it, for she? a one. Yeah, oh. I got a three. You got a three. Uh. You sure? You yeah, bother taking that? No, I worked really hard for it. <laughs> oh, my God. I would check oh that. <laughs> I would check. Maybe you got Sharon's 10 and she got her 3. Is she three. angry at you? Uh, a little. <laughs> it's too late now. Uh, it's too late now. What think of it this way. If she had to become a doctor, <laughs> yeah. she would have had to deal with the pandemic. So you saved her a I lot of stress. I saved her a lot of stress. Over the last couple and of years. Ferraris. Yes. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. G'day, it's Trady Chat Tuesday. Well, he, <clears throat> he's the asbestos at what he does, building houses without a fuss. Sometimes with Abby, he has to beg, and today he's brought along his mate Greg. It's time for Trady Chat Tuesday. It's going too hot. He's going to love that one. Just the um, the choking and the spluttering at the start sort of just stuffed it up for you, mate. You probably can't that, talk, hon. Okay. <laughs> the emotion. The emotion. Yeah, the emotion. Mm. The wheels are falling off, honey. <laughs> you know, I said like, do a quick intro like for the Greg. Ducks last. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. More serious note. Yeah. Sorry, Stab, you did a great job. But anyway, um, more serious note. It's uh, Asbestos Awareness Week, and my great mate at um, BNC Asbestos Removals is going to have a bit of a chat to you about it. So, um, listen up, people. Okay. Finally, we got a professional. So, Greg, it's Asbestos Awareness Month, not week, like Scott just said. Um, now, I know that Scotty does a lot of stuff around the home that he shouldn't like the tiles and the painting because he's crap, but the one thing I never let him do is asbestos removal because it is serious business. So I guess what is the awareness month? Is it to remind people that you don't touch it yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't touch it yourself. A bit like electricity, I guess. Um, if you're not licensed to do it, don't touch it. What hey, Scotty. <laughs> yeah. What year is it in all the houses? Like... Because I guess when yeah, you build, it's obviously used. On, yeah, from about 1940s to 1990s is your rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. And you think in that era may contain asbestos. And how do you know if it's got asbestos on it? Because the one thing I didn't know about is, um, and Matty, you did, but Lino, I didn't know that that's got asbestos in it as well. Yeah, so the best thing to do is get it tested, which is through a laboratory. And people need to be mindful that the only way to accurately test it is under a microscope in a NADA accredited laboratory. There's a firm going around at the moment with some like X-ray device, but it just doesn't work because it's the microscopic fibre that you're actually looking for, mm. which is only, the only way you can tell is under a microscope. So best thing is either grab a sample yourself safely or call a hygienist or a laboratory out to take that sample for you, take it back to the lab, analyse it and give you an accurate result. Now, I um, I think it's a great message, Greg. I unfortunately lost my father to asbestosis. He um, was an electrician for many years, got lung cancer from it. Um, and from going through that and learning about it, there is actually no safe level either of asbestos. No, no so he was probably drilling through materials, removing materials, no RPE or PPE. Um, That's one of the things that comes down to your exposure levels, how often you're exposed to it. And if you're not wearing any RPE, you know, you can only be exposed once Mm. um, and the side effects aren't the greatest. So, yeah, you've just got to take every precaution possible, get it tested and get the experts in. What about people hearing this? Because we've always lived in older homes and hearing that you always freak out and you're like, okay, so it's in the walls. Do you have to quickly go and get it repaired or if it's not being touched, if you're not putting, you know, 
paintings up on the wall or removing it, is it still okay to have it in the walls? Absolutely. And this is the thing is like a lot of people do as soon as they find out they live in an asbestos property, they get concerned. But if you don't disturb it, mm. it's not going to hurt you. You know, I guess the key things are don't sand it, mm-hmm. don't drill it and don't grind it because as soon as you're creating dust, that's the worst thing. Like if you've got a, a sheet on the wall or on your roof or on your fence or with a lino you walk over, you're not going to breathe that in. It's when you disturb it and create airborne fibre is when you're going to have your issues that you're going to breathe it in. It's the microscopic fibre that uh, does the damage. Great excuse, though, when your wife wants you to hang things around the house, Can't, though, isn't it? Ah, uh, this Can't. is all asbestos, asbestos, babe. Asbestos. It was built last year. Put it up. I put it it in for this very reason. Uh (laughs) They're actually saying, Greg, that during home renovations when people were in lockdown that uh, so many people found asbestos and then just threw it out in the bin. And that always gives me concern because it's obviously, you know, then you've got the the garbos that are then picking it up and so many other people that are unknown to them exposed to it. Well, this is the thing, and it's an issue that there's only like one place where we can commercially dump here in the southeast corner, which is down at Stapleton. And if you're a homeowner and like you can legally remove 10 square meters yourself without a license as long as you adhere to the code of practice but once the homeowners removed it like that they've got no option to dispose it because brisbane city council does not accept it so then it kind of pushes people into a corner of you know well how do we get rid of it they ring around companies who don't really want to come and collect it. Mm. Um, so they break it up slowly, put it in their bin, and the next thing it's, you know, a, a waste recovery station where it's getting crushed up, people pulling in their vehicles and potentially being exposed once again. Mm. Yeah. So call you is the motto of this story. Oh, well, if they want it. <laughs> <laughs> way, way to plug yourself, Greg. Yeah, good on you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. It is swimming carnival today. Mm. And I said to my son, because he doesn't really like swimming, he's good at it, but he doesn't like it. I said, do you want me to be there? Right? Expecting him to go, nah, I don't like it. He goes, yes. <laughs> and I know why my son, being my son, said yes. Because he knows that he has picked to go in one event every hour and I said I'd like you to be there for all of them oh god goes from 9am until 3.30 or 3 o'clock I think scooping up yeah Mm. I've sent my mum instead thanks but no thanks (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes you take off a piece of clothing and you're like oh had it on for like couple of hours and spill anything on it. Smith is smell test. Yeah, sniff test. Sniff test, yeah. Sniff under the arms. Mm-hmm. You're like, nah, that's good. That's fine. I wore it for a little bit yesterday and then no one's really going to see me in it tomorrow. And then it just so happens the next day when you wear it, there's one person <laughs> that you run into. Just one person that you would never run into, mm. ever, that happened to see you the day before. <laughs> What are the odds? Especially, too, because it's a T-shirt that has a ginormous logo on it. No. It wasn't really generic. And they're like, did you wear that yesterday? <laughs> nah, I bought two. <laughs> ah, thanks for knowing that. <laughs> yesterday, <clears throat> got the call. No parent wants school. 
Rory had clunked her head. The old questions arise. How bad is it? So, sorry, did you say I have to come and pick her up? Like, did she lose consciousness at any time? <laughs> she bleeding? Is there blood? There's no blood. And it's a courtesy call, isn't it? If I hit the head, they have to call you. Mm. It's, it's to shift blame. Yeah. So we told you you didn't come. It's your fault. She's in hospital. <laughs> so up to the school. And then the other thing, Rory always does this now. When she does do this, it's at like two. When it's like, you're almost there, Jan. Inconvenience to you, you as know, a staff. You want to do it there. either in the morning or... Yes, first thing. Concuss yourself at 9.30 and make a yes, day of it. Yes, make a day of it. <laughs> yes. Having said that, she has made a day of it because she's home today. Thanks for noting that. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks, your chance at $10,000. Here we go. Here's an answer for tomorrow's game. Mmm. Tiger King. Name a show on Netflix starting with T. Mm-hmm. Or Tiger King 2. Hasn't been out yet, though, is it? Yes, it has. Yeah, is out. it out yet? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. haven't watched that? I thought you'd be into it. I haven't got a chance to get to it yet. Uh, alrighty. Hey, that's the podcast. Well done, guys. See you tomorrow. Toodaloo. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.